Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. George Norrie back with theoretical physicist Sky Nelson Isaacs, his book, Leap to Wholeness. Sky, when we deal with synchronicity, if you're thinking about somebody and the phone rings and it's them, is that just luck? Is that synchronicity? What would you call it? I don't differentiate between synchronicity and not synchronicity, really. I think there's, there's, a, there's a spectrum of you know, meaningfulness. How, how likely is this something to happen? I think we need to back away from being amazed by synchronicity and see it as a normal uh, phenomenon that happens all the time. Sure. I'll give an example. Uh, my wife received a call that was from our Pacific uh, Gas and Electric, our, our electric company. And she picked it up, and it, it was a little suspicious. So she thought maybe someone was fishing to get her information. So she hung up the phone, and she called the electric company herself directly and waited on the phone for like 20 minutes, finally got somebody, and the person said, yeah, it's true. that These people have our number. They're acting like they're us, and they're, they're trying to get oh. information. But while we're on the phone with you, let's just check your account. And she checked our account, and it turns out our, our electricity was to be shut off the next day. Oh, my God. <laughs> mix up in the, in the payments. So this, this spam caller actually helped us address <laughs> the, the unknown reality that we were about to lose power. You know, I've, I've, I've talked with uh, an expert about the phishing. That's a different topic altogether. But they really do steal other phone numbers to trick you. It's frustrating. Yeah. And when you can see that, uh, you know, you have your own filter, your own frustration, your own fear about that. But then you see it actually helped me solve my problem. That's when you start to really live in flow, start to see other people not as obstacles, but as, uh, you know, clues along the path to help you know, live your own life into the best optimal state that you can. Well, and it happens all the time. We hear stories of people being delayed on some uh, car trip, and all of a sudden, had they been in the car at that time, they might have been hit by a car right at that special moment where there was an accident. It could have been them. All kinds of things happen like that. But what creates it? What Are, are we doing it as individuals, or is there that higher power out there in the universe that's making these things happen for us? I don't think we can control the circumstances well enough to do a scientific study of each instance. Um, and so I don't think we should you know, decide for ourselves whether each instance is a synchronicity or not. But it forces us to be a little bit humble and say, you know, I think it's a process by which we are um, anticipating our, our circumstances, where we have a certain intention of what we want to do, and we, we take action in that regard. It's, it's, you know, when we have an intention and we act upon it, we start to create momentum in that direction. We'll start to experience synchronicities or meaningful moments that help us along that journey. But it doesn't mean that everything that happens is meaningful. You know, when we get sick or when we experience, like, uh, racism or something like that, these are things that are not necessarily in our control and shouldn't be considered, like, our fault. We, we shouldn't take responsibility for every single thing as if it's meaningful. Some things we, we just have to deal with at face value. Do you tie in intelligent design with any of this or not? Uh, I, I believe in evolution theory, for sure, um, that we've evolved through evolution. I think that there is a possibility that the, the process of synchronicity does influence the likelihood for well-being, right? So if, if a synchronicity occurs, which is beneficial, and synchronicity, by the way, is a neutral process. It's not there to help us, but it's a responsive process that's responding to our choices. And if 
if it responds in a way that helps us survive, then it does influence the course of evolution. But it's, not, it's sort of an internal intelligent design. It's not intelligent design from an external creator or anything like that. There's an ongoing argument over whether we have free will or not, or whether things are already predetermined. I think we have free will. What do you think? I think we have free will. And uh, this, is, this is consistent with what we know about quantum mechanics, that there is a, in quantum mechanics, there's a branching um, tree of all the, the possible outcomes of an experiment. And we have... When we, when we measure the experiment, we have choice over what kind of measurement we make, and the system then gives us an answer to that, to that experimental question. Um, so we do have choice, and then the system collapses into one state or another uh, randomly based on probability. Um, but I think within the structure of the deterministic evolution of what's called the wave function, you know, that is deterministic. There's, um, there's no choice involved, but the choice comes in uh, at the point where we make a free choice over what we measure, and then the, the system collapses into one state or another based upon that. It's, it's remarkable how it works, how it happens, and can we control synchronicity, or does it just happen randomly? Well, that's why I write about flow, because we can act in certain ways that, that enhance the synchronicities in our lives. We can pay attention to them. We can make note of them. I think the better listeners we are, the more we listen to people, the more we get our filters out of the way, the more we start to see, oh, yeah, my friend doesn't want to go to the movie I want to go to. So maybe I need to, like, drop my own assumption about whether I'm going to like their movie or not and go with their flow. And in doing so, I might have an experience that's really meaningful, a movie that I thought I wasn't going to like that I end up loving or that gives me some idea about a problem I'm having at work. You know, we can get informed about one area of our life from something that happens in a totally different area of our life. So I think open-mindedness and uh, deep listening and compassion for other people's perspectives can help us experience more synchronicity and, and more flow, which is not controlled by us, but we sort of surrender to that process and it's a give and take with the cosmos. Tell me about the holistic cosmos. So we talked about time being a line rather than a point. And what this implies is that you know, there's, a, there's a connection between the past and the future in some sense. That there's, you can't break apart this, this sense of a line, like the light traveling from the sun to the earth exists as a whole. Um, what that means is, uh, you know, I think about this like a virtual world. In a virtual world, you have uh, systems, you know, have non-player characters, right? You have NPCs, like in the Matrix, you have all the agents that are out to kill Neo. And they don't have an actual history, right? They're just bits in the machine. So when you make a choice to go one way versus to go the other way, the bits in the machine can jostle and change to make the, the NPCs go a different direction. So history is flexible in a video game or in a virtual world. And I think that that is, is possibly the way our physical world works. History is flexible of things that we haven't observed, and that allows for the physical world to adjust to our choices and to become responsive in, in this way. Sky, are we real? Because as others have talked about a virtual reality world, too. I, I mean, is this really happening to us, or are, are we created like that? Yeah, I think it's really important to see that the world is real. You know, we have real problems. We have systemic racism in the world. We have conspiracy uh, theories that are uh, miscommunication that ha that's happening. We have uh, people suffering around the globe in different ways. That's all real stuff that we've got to deal with. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we, we understand completely what objective reality is. I use the word virtual-like reality um, because it's, it's got this element of um, flexible histories where, where the world can respond to us and adapt to us 
But it, it, it is still a real world where we have real consequences. But you talk about the cosmos being programmed. So what do you mean by that? I mean that synchronicity is the programming, that when we make a choice to go out and you know, get a job and we start to fill out a resume and we start to inquire with other people about job opportunities, that um, the, the, the response of, this, of the world around us is to bring us some of those opportunities to start showing us, like, okay, here's a person that comes across your path at the grocery store that has an idea for you or has a, a job opening for you. Um, but if we, if we do it differently, if we don't have the confidence to, you know, to approach that person, for instance, we'll have a different experience. And so the programming is like based on what we choose to do, based on whether we choose to have the confidence to proceed or we don't, uh, the, 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 the synchronicity will, will occur differently and either happen or not happen. And this is, this is sort of a way that the universe is programmed to help us heal, help us grow, and, and really be a reflection of who we are that we can learn from. You have high praise from the book from a lot of people. And what would you say is the most important aspect of Leap to Wholeness? I think that, you know, we're dealing with some really big issues in the world. And I mentioned a couple of them. I think climate change is a really fundamental issue we have to deal with. I think systemic racism is a big issue. I think misinformation and the way that we communicate across a political barrier is important. And all of these things, I think, come down to a sense, ultimately, of people and how they relate to each other. And this is really based on our filters, based on our own past experiences, what information we've taken to believe and what information we don't believe. And those filters are thoughts and emotions in our own heads that influence what we see and what we hear and what, and what we make of the information we get. So you and I can listen to the same information from a politician and maybe hear it differently based upon what our preconceived biases are. Sure. So that's a really important thing to know so that we don't get too serious when we disagree with somebody because we might find that our disagreements are at the surface and that underneath that there's a real common commonality that we share. Can we use synchronicity to our advantage? Yeah, we can. Uh, every time we, we successfully move towards some goal, we are implementing these tools because I think everyone has experiences where they can say, you know, I decided I was going to get a job or I decided I was going to start a business or I decided I was going to meet somebody romantically. And lo and behold, two weeks later, I ran into this person that led me in the right direction. So when we have clarity on our goals and we act upon them, we are implementing the, the same phenomenon that I think brings synchronicity around, this expectation that we set. Um, so I think it's calling us to become more confident, but also more receptive at the same time. We're not just barreling over people, but actually listening to our life, listening to other people, and listening to the, the, the things that happen to us. How important is intuitiveness to, the, to this kind of mix? I mean, is that part of synchronicity or is that outside of it? I don't think a person has to consider themselves intuitive. Uh, I think that um, intuition can play a big role. If, if you can notice you know, the things happening to you, not just at the surface, but how you feel about a situation or you know, what, what somebody might mean if somebody tells you they're happy, but you kind of sense that they're not happy with the decision, you know, that, that's a good clue to help. It's just one of the pieces of the puzzle that you can weave together to say, what, what do I really need to do here? If my whole team at work is not really happy with the decision, but they're telling me I'm ha they're happy, you know, maybe that's a clue that uh, I need to reconsider the direction we're going. Is it synchronicity or is it just gut intelligence to make a decision, let's say a financial decision, and you made the right move? You know, maybe you decided, I'm not going to buy Bitcoin this week, and it plummets. 
Is that is that just having some financial knowledge, or is there some synchronicity tied to that? I think that there's a, a relationship that gets established when you start living in flow. It's it's uh, you know, it's not that the future is is predicted. You know, the future is unknown. We have free will, and what I'm suggesting is the circumstances outside of us adapt to the choices we make. So it's not it's not clear in advance whether the the stock will go up or down. I think you know, in my experience, what um, what I'm led to is focusing more on the inner things that I'm learning, like why am I attached to the stock going up or down? What is the feeling that ge- that generates in me? What is you know, the fearful attachment I might have to one outcome or another? And the more I can let go of the fearful attachments, the more I can get into flow with what I'm doing and be more successful at whatever it is. What can go wrong with synchronicity, Sky? Well, I think that um, I think we can get kind of overly obsessed with trying to analyze synchronicity in our lives. And I think backing away from the analysis, what I'm trying to point to with the, the focus on holism is a whole different part of who we are, not just the analytical selves, but the, the heartfelt, you know, what do we feel? What, what does our gut tell us? Right. Um, in, integrative awareness of, you know, everything that people are thinking and feeling in a group and not just our own perspective. So I think what can go wrong is sort of a focus, an over-focus on what you think the meaning is without really feeling into what the broader underlying uh, experience is. I mean, I keep wondering if we're the ones that make synchronicity happen, that we do it because of our own innate abilities. Well, again, I think that we are the first move and the cosmos makes the second move. So we make a choice to go in a certain direction, to, to start looking for a job. And the cosmos sort of says to us in some you know, way, like, okay, that's what you're doing. Well, here's the first step. I'm going to you know, give you a, a link that helps you find a resume template, you know, and you find that link and then you, you fill that out. And so it's this, this back and forth. It's not uh, just sort of a divine doing it for us. And it's not just us doing it from scratch. But this is the idea of wholeness, that all the possibilities exist. And what we're doing is really carving away from those possibilities, not creating from scratch ourselves. So it's a, it's a, compa- it's a collaboration between us and the, the, the cosmos itself. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.